Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. something for you. Amen. Before I start preaching, I just want to make a quick announcement, a quick but important announcement. Um, on the 14th of May um, 2023, which is this year, happens to be the 60th birthday of the prophet. Traditionally, Founders' Day, all right, is the day we, we celebrate the founder and pastor of the church, all right? And he's turning 60. You and I know that 60 is not the same as 19, 14, even 21. The way we make noise about it, 16, we make a lot of noise about it, 21. Then what are the next one? 25. Then 30. Then 36. Okay. 40. Life begins at 40. Then 50. Then 60. That's what 60 is a big one. Do you get it? So we, we have to celebrate it specially because God has truly blessed us. Amen. As a church. And as a, as a people. So as part of the many things we are planning to do, we are planning to have Jesus Sundays, which is a swollen Sunday, in all our churches on that day. Amen. The best way to celebrate somebody is to give him what he likes. Amen. The best way is to get... We had a poster, is that not so? Or it has not reached you? Hey, you guys are powerful. All right, so you will get the poster. I have it on my phone. I just don't know why you don't have it. Do you see? But it will give the person what he likes. And one of the things prophet likes, which God also likes, is souls being saved. Amen. So for that day, we are having... You remember we had Jesus not so long ago. Yeah, so it's a reload. Do you get it? It's a reload of Jesus 
for, for that particular Sunday. It's, it's how many Sundays from now? Four. Two in this month and two in the next month. Four Sundays from now. So I'm launching it today everywhere in our, all our churches, Deban, um, Sweetwaters, um, Popomain in Bali, Christ Our Hope, everywhere. It's all guns blazing. So preparation starts from after the announcement. Amen. Yeah, even start to think about it. Do you get it? How, how, what role do you need to play? What do we need to do? What, what can I do to make it work? It, it involves so many things, but everybody must be involved because it's not just the pastors who are celebrating the founder of the church. It's all of us as a church. The whole church is celebrating him specially on that day. So, Swollen Sunday for 14th of May is officially launched. All our churches must be full and overflow. What is the aim of Swollen Sunday? It's, it's to have the church fill up itself at least three times more. Do you get it? So, if your church usually is a hundred people, it must fill up three times more. Do you get it? So, it's like the hundred plus three of the hundred. Can somebody say an amen? amen? That's where we came up with one member, three souls. One member, three souls. This is the scientific. That's a, the one member, three souls is a scientific formula for Swollen Sunday. Can I get an amen? Yeah, so everybody get on board. It's not something for the pastors, for the zealous people. I wish I was here on Sunday to say it to the whole church. It's for the whole church. So everybody get on board and let's celebrate this great gift that God has blessed us with in a unique and special way. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Well, tonight, I want to begin talking about church growth. Amen. Church what? Growth. I want to start talking about church growth. And I want to talk about principles of church growth. The principles that govern church growth, the growth of the church. Amen. Principles of church growth. How many of you want the church to grow? I get frustrated when I see empty chairs. Say amen. I don't know if you also get frustrated when you come to church and people don't come to church. I get worried. So if we don't tackle it, we will not see what we want to see. Can somebody say amen? amen. And the early church in the book of Acts is our example of church growth. Amen. Is the church we want to grow like. Let's read it. Acts chapter 2. Is it, we want to grow like this church. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost had just come and then they had started to minister. 41. They had started to minister. And the Bible says that the, the, the people who got saved when they preached, go, yeah, it says, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. How many of you can already feel that 
Even if they had one member, if the preacher was the only member on that day, immediately the church has grown. Because it's big. The church was huge. Lindo, huge. 3,000 people were added to the church immediately. So this is our example. And it didn't end here. Let's go on. Next verse. It says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking bread and in prayer. Go on. And fear came upon every soul. Go on. Signs and wonders were done by the apostles. All that believed were together and had all things in common. Next one. And so their possession and good and parted with them or us. Every man had need. Next one. And they continuing daily in one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of our 47. And praising God and having favor with all the group. The Lord, in addition to the 3,000, the Lord added unto them daily such as were saved. So the 3,000, the church didn't stop there. It continued to grow. Amen. And it continued to grow on a daily basis. Church growth, this morning, was it this morning? This morning, was it this morning? It was in the service, uh, yeah. Helps. Church growth and helps. Prophet was saying, one of the most difficult parts of doing the church is to get the church to grow. It's to get the church to grow, to build the physical building and to grow the church. These are the two most difficult portions of having a church. And if we don't put our hands to the grind enforce it and push it and believe God for the church to grow. The church will never grow. Hallelujah. So we want to look at these principles that govern church growth. It's like these are things that when they are done and done in its right quantity or amount leads to church growth. Hallelujah. But before I get in there, I want to talk about maybe three important things we will need as a church before even the principles will work for us. Number one is devotion. Devotion. Look at this church. They said they devoted themselves. They were a church that meets every day. It takes devotion. Amen. A church that meets every day, you have to be devoted to it. It it takes devotion. Without devotion, you cannot... Be meeting every day. Some of us, even coming to church once a week, Christ, we say, yes. Even sometimes we think we've done a lot. How do I know? Well, usually when we have a convention or a program where we come to church maybe three, four times in a week or two times in a week, you see the Sunday people don't come to church because they feel that, oh, we've done enough church for the rest of the month. Bishop should just spread it over in the next couple of weeks. How many of you, you have seen some before? Yeah. So devotion, what does it mean to be devoted? What does it mean when we say somebody to be, somebody is devoted? Do you have the dictionary? Somebody is devoted. Means the person is committed. Okay. No, I want the dictionary definition, the sentence, because it will throw more light on what we are saying. The person is devoted. You are devoted. It's like, you are ardently attached to a person or a cause. Come again. Strongly emotionally attached. A strong emotional attachment to something. 
to a cause or to a person. Extremely what? Loving and loyal. Anybody else who has gone to school before who can use a dictionary? I'm here, some I can hear. Zealous. Yeah, somebody who's zealous. Zealously attached. Actually, that's uh, to be zealously attached to something. If we can be devoted to the church and to growing the church, that we are zealously attached to the, he said, a la- love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person or activity. This, that's cause. Enthusiasm. It's like you, you, when we say somebody is enthusiastic about something, he's excited, full of energy, full of zeal. That's your word, full of zeal towards something. Love, it means the heart must be involved. Because the only place you can love with is the heart. Is the heart. So extremely involved and an ardent feeling of attachment. It's like I, I, I have to be part of it. I'm involved in it. If we can be involved in the growth, the quest and the drive and the campaign for the growth of our churches, churches will begin to grow. One devoted member, the whole church will change. And one devoted member is better than 100 uncommitted members. To stir up growth. Are you with me or you are not with me? Or I've started on a gravel road. I think I'm on the freeway. I just paid toll. I just paid the toll. I just had my ito beep right now. Yeah. One devoted member is Look, it's more efficient, more useful than 100 uncommitted, nonchalant members. They are not moved in any way. Nothing moves them. They just sit and watch you. When you say swelling Sunday, they are just watching you. Okay, let it swell. We are waiting. No enthusiasm. How many of you want to be in a relationship with a brother that has no enthusiasm? You see, so hello, I missed you. He said, okay. Even the okay comes so soft. Okay. He can't even open his mouth. You are not sure whether he, he heard you or not. Or if he understands the Zulu you are speaking or not. You say, I love you. He said, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a Zulu man. <laughs> Thank you. He said, you will be say thank you. He said, goes. <laughs> That's not siabonga. <laughs> thank you. That's for causes. That's siabonga. <laughs> no enthusiasm. Nothing. And many of us say we are leaders, we are pastors, we are basenta leaders, we are basanta leaders in church. But there's no commitment, there's no enthusiasm towards even what has been put in our care. Nothing. It's like you can even ask the person something about the, the people he or she is responsible. And the person is blank. It's almost like as at the time of asking, the person has now realized that I have this responsibility. 
imagine? It's like, it's the time that they ask him, then he realizes that, oh, I have a beloved. That's when he realized, but until that, he has forgotten that you even exist. David, is that you? It's good to see you. Yeah, it's like he has forgotten, Pastor. She has forgotten that you exist oh, since the baby came. You, you don't exist again. No, not this way. Like, where's your husband? Which? Ah, oh. Oh. Ah, you mean my husband? My forever year now. Oh. I, I saw him yesterday. I said, ah, don't you live with him in the same house? Yes. Uh, this morning also he was there. Yeah, I'm sure he was there. I'm, I think he was there this morning. I was asleep. Oh, but where were you when he was, I was asleep? No enthusiasm, no devotion, no nothing towards it. And we bring that into Church work also. Growing the church, we bring it into it. It's like, it's like, it's almost like you are dealing with a very dull person. Without dullness, we cannot grow the church. It's like, it's so dark and move. It's like a flame. Then that thing that comes out, it doesn't move. When you pour water on it, it doesn't move. I'm preaching from this book, a Mega Church, just in case you are wondering if I've come up with my own preaching. Yes, it's my own preaching. It's from this book, The Mega Church. Everybody say with me, The Mega Church. The Mega Church. Yeah, that's what we are believing God to build. The Mega Church. That's what we want to build. Can somebody say amen? amen? Yeah. So it's not like I'm coming up with, I'm propounding my new theory after Einstein has said E is equal to MC squared. Now I say E is equal to M and then there's a smaller C, but it doesn't square up or there are four Cs. No, 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 no. I'm preaching from the book, Mega Church, which means a big church. And that's the type of church we want to have, a big church. Can somebody say amen? amen. So if we don't devote, and I'm preaching, I'm just, I'm just highlighting on the chapter how to develop devoted members. And you can even tell what's the next point because after that is how fight for commitment. So the next quality I want to talk about is commitment. But I'm, right now, I'm on devotion. You can start looking for commitment whilst you are waiting for me. Can I get an amen? amen. The way you are quiet, it's almost like I've shocked you. It's like after, I like your smile. The enthusiasm, it's even encouraging. Yeah, see, he's very angry. He's, the way he smiles, like, ah, preach what you are preaching. But you are preaching, it's like, Sunday I told my church, sometimes they sit down like there's water in their mouth. Water, 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 warm water. It's, it's, they can't swallow it, neither can they. It's, you see when you're, you are brushing your teeth. And then the water, the foam, the fluoride, everything mixes together. You can't swallow. You are not supposed to swallow it. Maybe that's why you are not growing tall. You have been swallowing. You are not supposed to swallow it. They didn't tell you. Yeah. Do you see it? So, it's like you can't swallow it. Yet, maybe you don't have, you, you, it's like, when, like if you're in marriage, sometimes you are brushing your teeth 
and then the other party is also brushing their teeth. So, or they are combing their hair or something. Then suddenly you give them small space to comb their hair whilst you are just... Then now it's time for the thing to come out. But they've colonized. They've taken over the whole place. They've now started to braid the hair. Usually it's the other group that braids the hair. They, they spend more time. So they've started to braid the hair. And they've occupied the whole place. And the thing has come out because the longer it stays, the more it becomes. I told them, that's how sometimes they look. <laughs> but you want somebody with life, with interest, with enthusiasm, ready to do something, thinking about it. It's on the person's mind. Let's grow the church. Pastor, you say church growth. Let's grow the church. What do you want us to do? Pastor, I even have an idea. What do you think about this? What do you th- Let's go to the prison and catch all the prisoners and bring them to the church. I say it's also an idea, but legally it's not right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, we'll go and bring Tabo to the church. And if you bring Tabo, you bring, by all means, Nandi Pa will come. Yeah. Do, do you get it? So we need to be devoted to it. Devoted. Maybe you are here, you are a pastor. Or you are here, you are a leader. You are a pacenta leader. You are a basanta leader. Let's be devoted. Maybe you, you are just a member. If you are devoted, because these people, 42, please put it up there. The members were devoted to the basenta leader's teaching. So it's like when he came, he said, look, bishops, bishop has come to preach that the church must grow. Our basenta is also a group inside the church. So our basenta must grow. They, it's like they were excited about it. Find me the version that says they devoted themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm preaching on somebody's phone now. Too powerful. See, man, the phone is enthusiastic. Amen. It's devoted. Amen. Yeah. So, so church of God, I can share with you all these principles. If we are not devoted to it, it will just be a wasted Tuesday. So I'm laying this as a foundation before even I I get on. The second thing is commitment. 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 Committed to what has been entrusted to us. Whatever role you have been given to play in in the campaign and challenge and quest for growth of the church to play that role committedly. The word committed devotion, they are all brothers and they are just next door neighbors. It's the same as loyal, faithful. It's like you are faithfully, you are committed. Find me the meaning of committed. Let me not invent my own meaning. It says, a state or quality of being dedicated to a cause. It's like you are dedicated to it. How do you say uh, 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 dedicated in Zulu. Take, take your time. Eh? Oh, Zinikela. Oh, we have seen Zinikela before. It's an old. Yeah, it's an old way. You give it your all. Committed to it. Many of us are not committed to even what we have been entrusted to do. Small menstrual period, you take a three weeks leave. Three weeks, one week for the time of the period, one week post, post, one week pre-period, one week period, and one week post-period. Cleansing time. 
sometimes I watch people. Do you know the number of times I've come to preach in this church with the flu? Flu, that thing they call flu. If there's any of the things that I'm, I'm susceptible to, it's flu. Yeah. But I look at the number of times flu tries to come to me. I say, hey, if every time I get a flu, I have to stop. I will be on stop for every four weeks. I'll be on stop for about three weeks. So I said, no, I have to find a way to live as though it doesn't exist. So sometimes my wife will ask me that. Ah, why are you taking this medicine? I said, I can smell some flu. It's moving around. I can smell. When I talk, my, my voice was a little shaky. Deal with it now. The medication goes to wait for the flu. <laughs> By the time the flu appears, I finished the course. I finished the course. So the flu can say, oh, already, okay, next week. Yeah, you know, small headache. Sometimes it's so funny. Small headache. It, it's all an absence of commitment to something else. But you say you have that same flu. Let your child be sick right now. You will rise up out of that sickness and you'll be running at eating day. You'll be running at eating day from pillar to post, block to block. Carrying that baby and also carrying a bag. Not just the baby. The baby is here and you are carrying a bag, a suitcase, and you are running around. The same person that I'm told, I, I, feel, I feel cold, I can't come for real. Winter is coming, we will see people's non-commitment. I feel cold, I can't come for real. I can't dance. In fact, as winter is coming, that's when you should dance. What would make the, what will overcome? What will overcome the cold? Movement. You, you see right now how people are not committed to anything. We are going to end of May. People will start exams. You will see people's things. You know that end of May you write exams. Why don't you start studying aggressively from now? You will sit there and watch series Game of Thrones. Um, the one I had today was um, Avengers, Captain America, Thor. I didn't know all these people. It's today that they were mentioning today. I remember that. I've seen these people in my house before. Captain America and Thor. They, because of that group, the only person I know is the Wakanda, the Wakanda guy. Black Panther. The rest of them, I don't know them. You watch it uh, suddenly. When we get to 29th May, you say you can't do anything. Everybody should go to hell. Don't tell me that May doesn't have 29 days. It has 29 days plus two. Yeah. Because we are not committed to what we say we are doing. And without commitment, I mean, you have even forgotten what has been in. We give you a basanta, you are forgotten about the basanta. Yeah, it's when we say, which basanta are you in there? You remember? Uh, but what? What, what, what? what did Lady Pastor say? You ask your neighbor, what did Lady Pastor say? He's asking, she's asking about the, the choir. He said, ah. With regards to what? Yeah. In connection, in connection to what? You are now asking in connection to what? Non-committed. Total. I'm sorry. 
I'm sure today I can even just say this and then we go home. You go home with the topic. Not committed to anything. You see, pastors who are not committed, pastoral leaders who are not committed, pastoral leaders who are not, all type of leaders, they are not committed to what they are doing. Yet they claim to be the spiritual people in the church. I know supposedly unspiritual people who are more committed to even what has been entrusted to them. When you can say we are the, what, what, we are the seniors. We are the seniors of the church. But no, zero commitment to anything. Zero commitment to anything. Meanwhile, the genius, the small, we say, come and arrange the chairs. The commitment with which they arrange the chairs. You will tell even count the chairs, but by the time you get to the middle, you will be confused. You will give up. It's too many. They are all the same. Bishop, they are a lot. How many chairs? Oh, a lot of chairs. A lot of chairs. Meanwhile, the supposedly unspiritual person, he will come and say, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Then he will do the calculation, do the maths. They like that. Then they are writing. Yeah, sometimes I can say I don't like the chairs. Pack all aside. Let's start again. Yeah. And then we will arrange. When they finish arrangement, they will realize that they have to sweep. So they pack it all away and they sweep and then they repack it the way I, they arrange it the way I said it should be arranged. They're supposedly unspiritual people. Commitment. You, you start crying now. You tell me you, you have left the ministry. Now you want to be an usher at the back. You start crying now. Right now, I'm telling you, Pastor Spa, before Wednesday, you cry on Tuesday. You even wait till Wednesday. Tuesday, you even go home. You cry before we take an offering. So even when we are taking an offering, we can't call you to give an offering. Yeah. Commitment. If we don't have... Are you ready for the third one? Because I'm just on the number two. I've just finished devotion. Devotion. Now I'm talking about commitment. So when I give you these principles, if you are not committed to them, it won't give us anything. No commitment. It's like, it can, if it, it cannot, like, it can't bother you extra. If it's not in your normal, um, what do you call it, schedule. Oh, forget it. Forget it. If it's not there, forget it. If it's not in the normal, why did you, so Mr. Bishop guy, why did you tell me from the beginning that we are going to do four steps? Because when we had that original discussion, you told me that there are only three steps that we are going to do. And I wrote them down. If you think I'm lying, I can show you some on my phone. I wrote them down on my phone that step one is this, step two is this. And this is step, step three, which is the final step. So even when you come to three, you have to say in conclusion, how do you suddenly say that? Now let me give you the fourth point. No, don't, don't give commitment to the thing. So the slightest pressure, you let it go. <coughs> you are in charge of a basenta. It's like you don't, you don't even mind the people. You just when it's Saturday, you realize that we have to go to church on Sunday. Then you start to look for them. Mobile. They say, oh, my name is not Mobile. Ah, what did you say your name was? 
Mandla, oh, you look like Mobile. Yes, Mandla, yes, yes. Or you say, oh, but Mobile and Mandla, they are the same thing. I mean, they are, I mean, if you are, you are either Mandla or Mobile, Mandla means what? Strong. Mobile, even the sound of it, it doesn't, is it not strong? What are you saying here? What, what type of, it does, Mobile means strong. A victory, conquer. Don't, don't you need strength to conquer? Now, anything you are doing, now, since we are there, let me talk about anything you are doing. There are four levels you can be committed to the thing. Four levels. Number one is fair weather. Fair weather. Fair weather. When everything is fine. When everything is fine. The Bible says money makes itself many friends. When you have money, you have a lot of friends. Fair weather. When everything is, is, is convenient, when everything is fine, when everything is okay, when everything is working well, if they provide transport, some of you right now, if we don't pick you from your house, you will not even duck in the doorway of the church. Even your shadow won't come. We can't even get, if we say, okay, you don't come, just let's bring your shadow. You, my shadow is tired. Bishop, you are preaching powerfully. I can feel it. I can't feel it. Oh, no, I can't feel it. Oh. Yeah, when everything is fine, everything is okay. When it costs you nothing, it doesn't cost you sleep, it doesn't cost you time, it doesn't cost you money, it doesn't cost you. It's, it's even a luxury. Because some of you, they, for the whole week, you will not get to sit in a car. So your chance to sit in a car is when Pastor Spar comes. Where is my book? I'm going to the stage. I'm going to the stage. The, the, it's like when Pastor Spark comes, it's your chance to sit in a car and put on a seatbelt and come to town. Look, one, one, one of our, our people was telling me, somebody, they organized transport to go and pick the person from home to come to town. When the person came to church, the person left the service and went to cut their hair. Yeah, so the person said, go home. They said, go home. Go home. Go home. Go by yourself. Go home. Go home. It's like you used me to, to come to town. Don't, not that you finish the service. The service is closed. The reason for which you have been Ubered here is over. But you use us to come to town to go and do grocery shopping. So by the time the service is over and the taxi is here, you are here with um, ShopRite, ShopRite bags, potatoes, Mushrooms, carrots, cabbage. Eight cabbages in a white plastic. You are holding it at your back like a baby. At your back. Then potatoes. Then this. And you are coming to sit in the taxi. From different shops. And you walk from the rank. You are closer to the rank. And you come in to catch the transport to go to church. It costs you nothing. When it's fine, it's convenient. When it's all working. After all, there's load shedding at home for the next two hours. Let me go and enjoy the electricity of the church for two hours. At least by the time I can. And charge my phone. There was a time we used to have Wi-Fi in the church. So people come to church to use Wi-Fi. You see somebody, he's not come to church. Oh, he doesn't come to church. Then, like, 
is in the church, but he won't come to church. But then he'll come and sit at the entrance of the church after church to use the Wi-Fi. So I said, let's cut the Wi-Fi. Because if you don't come to church, you will not be able to update your status. So when you are preaching, oh, it's this same church. It's not another church. I have been the pastor of this church for a long time. This is my sixth year as the pastor of the church. This church. Yeah, sixth year. Very soon. And I'm still referred to as the new pastor. No, don't, don't, don't worry for me. That rank has been there for many years. You still call it the new rank. So don't worry. Pastor, pastor, we will think about it. Six years. Whoever pastored the church with me pastored for seven years. I'm waiting for seven years. If you still call me new pastor. So I said, oh, turn off the, I said, turn off the Wi-Fi. Why should we pay for Wi-Fi? And then people who have just visited the church once, then they connect. Then they all, so when you come, they are like our security men sitting in front of the whole church. They are using our Wi-Fi. We, we have gone home. So when it's convenient, I'm talking about they'll lean against our wall. Yeah, and they'll be... Con- and sometimes they are WhatsApping, they are WhatsApping the person who's standing next to them. Oh, just WhatsApp, they WhatsApp, 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 WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you see something on your phone. So can I see? Oh, I'll WhatsApp it to you. I'll send it to you because free Wi-Fi. Fair weather. When is fair? I had a church member sometime back in the day when I was starting and I was starting a fresh church and I had this guy. And when we go to church on Sunday, we finish everything, then he passed by my house. Then the, the small lunch that my wife will make, then we'll all eat. And then from there, he watched TV a bit. He used to support Kaiser Chiefs. He watched Kaiser Chiefs a bit. Then he will go home. So w- one day, I don't, I don't know what had happened, but maybe there was no food. Or, or we had other plans, something like that. Because I don't remember that. I mean, food was scarce, but not that scarce. At least to get some to eat by the grace of God. So... Or maybe it was the the, the Sundays that I take my wife out in the month. Remember I told you I had 50 50 rands budget for outing. And it was usually Sunday late afternoon. Tabo in Becky's 50 rands. And I used to spend it twice. Not Jacob Zuma's or Ramaphosa. Tabo in Becky's 50 rands. The one Nelson Mandela gave to me. So it's like we were going to go somewhere. So now there was no cooking to eat. So I think it happened once, twice. I started to notice the commitment in the guy wavering. Because it's like, look, if I go to church, at least lunch. It's It's convenient. I remember one day I was in a certain country. I used to pray in a, in a, in, in a pastor's house. And when we go and pray all night, every Friday, when we go and pray, was it every Friday? Every Friday, every Saturday. When we go and pray, the wife will make uh, wings. By the time we come, we come at 10 o'clock, there are two of us. By the time we arrive at 10 o'clock, the wife has made wings. Is it wings? No, ribs. Ribs. 
Yeah, that's when I was introduced to rips. Rips. As we pray and the spirit is moving. You see? Because, look, when God had a rib, he created a human being. So when they put a couple of, you never know. You never know what can happen. You never know. And, and he did it when, when Adam was asleep. So you never know. As they are sleeping and we are praying, the spirit will move. And then we'll create. Huh. I tell you, when we are going for the prayer meeting, we are excited. Because we were heartless. So to have a home-cooked meal. Oh, please. A1. A1. So some of us, we, whatever we are doing, our commitment is fair. When it's, when it's fair. Even you spotted a girl in the, in the basenta. So your commitment is It's like, oh, I can feel it. It's like, ah, when you hear her talking, then oh my God. So you can't wait for the Basenta meeting. As soon as you find out that, oh, she already has somebody. Ooh. One day, I had a basanta leader. I said, start a, I think prayer basanta or something. Now, when she started the basanta, suddenly the basanta started to grow. So she came to see me. She said, the basanta is growing. I said, oh, wow. Now, what is a basanta? A basanta is an in-church group. Yeah, in-church group, like the choir, um, praise and worship, dancing stars, media, all these things. So, I look at the sister, I said, I don't, I mean, I don't believe in this growth. Though. Sudden growth, because nothing grows suddenly like that. Everything grows bit by bit. That's why losing weight is very difficult, because you have to lose it also bit by bit, and it's not that easy. You have to lose it the same way you gained it. So I said to this sister, me, I don't believe in this, your sudden church growth. We said, oh, Bishop, you don't have faith. <laughs> ah, you don't know. I'm, I'm using church growth strategies. I'm using mega church. I said, wow. So I said to her that, you know, me, I can tell you the reason why, but I'm not sure if you are matured enough to handle it. She said, oh, no, you tell me. Their people are devoted, they are committed, they are blessed. When I talk to them, they are blessed. I said, listen, if you like, stop wearing the tight pants that you have been wearing. You, because I studied the growth. I saw all the people were guys. And I was wondering, why is there not even one lady? One lady in the basanta. Outside, it's like God has called you to guys. And sons of anarcho, sons of anarch. Giants. So I said, if you like, stop wearing this, your tight pants. And this lady used to wear very tight I don't know whether it was for weight loss or for what, but they super tight pants. It's a church growth strategy. It's very aggressive. Yeah, she had an aggressive strategy of tight pants. 
No, just aggressive. When I told her that you stop wearing these tight pants and see what will happen. She said, ah, Bishop, how can you even think of such a thing? We are looking at spiritual things. You are looking at, how did you see that even my pants are tight? You can't you see when pants are tight? So I was sitting there, not so long, long after that. People started to leave the basanta and con- consequently leave the church. So one day I was there, I was watching this basanta that has grown supernaturally. And I said, I want to meet you and your basanta members. And she came with only one person. So I said, sister, where is your church growth? Where is your mega basanta? She said, oh, everybody has left. I said, why? You wait. I said, why? She said to me, all of them proposed to me one by one, one by one, one by one. So I look, I check out the brother who was left. (laughs) Then I said, Oh, maybe this guy there, he's there for spiritual reasons. So I said, how? I didn't act in the presence of the brother. I said, how about this brother? She said, this brother is a diehard. <laughs> he won't give up. <laughs> last man standing. He has removed all the guys. He's the last man standing. He has faith that even if it takes two years, he will accomplish yeah, 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 yeah. Look, he was there hopefully, hopefully, even to the point where we started to announce the sister's wedding. He was there hoping, oh God, answer my cry. Oh God. Yeah. His papers had to expire for him to relocate to Zimbabwe. That was the only thing that stopped. That was the end of the basanta. Yeah, God came through. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Commitment. Many of us are not committed to it. It's just, it's just fair weather. So you will see when we are not committed, you see a person say, where are the dancing stars? I don't know. The center leaders didn't bring them. <laughs> the center leaders, you are also their shepherd. What are you doing about it? Yeah. I mean, the, others, the center leaders don't bring them for them to come and sing. That's why there's nobody in the choir. Look, somebody told me the reason why my team is not growing, there's no trust. If I give you a bus now, okay, let's, let's, let, let me give you a bus on Sunday. Will it be full? Will people be in the bus? Eh, that's a shame on you. It's just a convenient excuse. It's just a, let there be people that will say, okay, there are people, but practically we don't have transport to transport them. If I give you a bus right now, will you have people to put in? Situational commitment. Situational commitment. Situational situational commitment refers to the type of commitment that is because of the situation. Because you are unemployed. Because you are employed. Do you get it? Oh, Bishop, I'm always doing follow-up. The people you said they, are, they work in your office. 
We are all at the same saloon. So as you are doing the hair, see, see, I didn't see you on Sunday. It's the situation. If she stops working at your workplace now and she starts to work even next door, that's the end of the follow-up. That's the end. The situation is good for it. Situational. The situation. Sometimes our commitment to what we are doing is the situation. The situation permits it. Of course, it's higher than fair weather. When somebody is situationally committed, it's higher than the person's commitment. It's higher than a fair weather. Because fair weather is fair. Weather is fair. You let the weather change right now. Let it try to be cold a bit. Say, hey, you know something? I swim with some, some boys. They said to me last week that they want to go and play a warmer sport because it's about to get cold. Yeah, so they were advising me that let's take a break. We'll come back in October. I said, me, if I go and come, I'll forget everything. I have to know the swimming before it gets cold. Because <laughs> I can't take a break. Yeah, it's like the weather permits. Now I don't have any problem with that. I mean, they, they, if I look at even the way they are swimming, it means that they, they are more advanced. They are more advanced. Situ- the situation permits. Your husband has traveled. So if he were to come now, you see commitment will start to go back. Or you live in the area. I met a wife on Friday. She told me, I come here to pray on Friday. I said, wow, very powerful. But later I started to add one and two. I realized that I take the husband somewhere on Fridays. I do what? I do what? Initially I was so impressed. I was so impressed. No, don't be surprised when you tell me something and I'm impressed. Now, next time, I'm not impressed because I'll be thinking about it. I keep thinking about it. So, then it occurred to me. I said, ah, ah, it's a good idea. It's very good. I mean, if your husband is gone, why sit at home and become a better, lonely wife? Do something. But I'm saying that the motivation is not the original motivation. It's the fact that my husband is gone. So... Should I say it again? <laughs> Did you understand me? Yeah. I, I, they, oh, no, look. Where was it? I was so impressed. Last Friday. I was so excited. I said, wow. What if I can find more people who they would just be there? Nobody has called them. They say, I'm coming. I, I come to church to pray every Friday. I hear Pastor Prince is here every Friday praying. He's the one who turns off the like He turns off the escom power. Then you come here and pray. And then you go back. I said, oh, wow, powerful. At least he, his wife is at home. Maybe she's complaining too much at home. Anyway, so. <laughs> he, he has to catch a break. Do you get it? So I said, wow, I wish I had more pastors, more shepherds, more church members who just come to. Say, I'm just going to church to pray. Nobody has called me for him. But later on, I realized that, oh, no, 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 no. There's another reason. There's another reason. Then what? Non-situational commitment. That's number three. Non-situation. So it's like the commitment is not because of, like this sister I'm talking about that. They, if they, things change and now 
the husband is at home on that Friday. And she's still coming to pray. Then you know that her commitment to the prayer that she was praying, it wasn't situation. It wasn't because of the situation. Sometimes even people come to you because they are broke. Let your nurse come right now. We'll see what will happen. Let the nurse. Don't, don't even, not all of, just the nurse. Not even the fast. Nurse. <laughs> not all of it, just the nurse. Let it come right now. You let the phone be peeping and let it reflect for one week. Look, you won't see their tail light again. Do you know a tail light? Sister, why are you not smiling? Ask the nearest sister by you, why are you not smiling again? This one is too close to your zone. come. <laughs> You're just the nurse, not even the fast. You let the fast be there. <laughs> yeah. Let us become committed. Let us become committed. Then the final commitment level, the final commitment level is marital commitment, which is like, like the way people are committed in a marriage. That's it, like for better for worse. Forever here now. I'm committed forever. Whether the situation changes, whether it doesn't change, whether this happens, it doesn't happen, good or bad. I'm committed. I'm committed. You say I should do this, Basenta. I'm committed to it. I'm committed when NASFAS has come. I'm committed when exams are being written. I'm committed when there's no money. I'm committed when there's money. I'm committed to it. Whether it's raining, whether it's cold, whether the sun is blazing hot, I'm coming. Whether it's in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, weekend, weekday, I'm coming. Beginning of the semester, end of the semester, mid semester, I'm on it. I'm on it like wet paint. That's it. Yeah. You can't take me off. I'm on it. Yeah. For better. Like a marriage. For better. For worse. It's like when things are better, I'm on it. When things get horrible. So a husband saying that the pastor said he should marry 16 wives. And he was explaining that when he was taken, he said, four better wives, four worse wives, four poorer wives, and four richer wives. When you calculate all, 16. <laughs> for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. So four, four better wives, Four worse, four worse wives, four richer wives, four poorer wives. Yeah, he must have all these. It's like this category. Yeah, balance. Yeah. I even know a tribe, you know, when four by fours became popular, they called the car 16. Because, you know, it's written 4x4. So they call, oh, I brought my 16. Yeah, you know them, ne? Yeah, I also know them. I think I saw you around the time I saw them. 
Let's be committed. 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 No matter. Let's be committed to growing the church. Let's be committed to it. Don't start telling. When people are not committed, that's when they start telling stories. Yeah, so I love you. I love you more than everything in this world. I'll, I'll cross the ocean for you. I'll, 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 I'll jump um, Mount Everest for you. I'll do this for you. I'll, I'll give you the world. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. Then so, can you please come visit me so I don't have bus fare? I thought you said you'll cross the ocean for me. And girls, the way you hear these things, then you become so excited. Then it's one girl, a brother told him, I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you the world. He said, it's not yours to give. It's, it's, it's God's world. How can you give it to me? It's not yours to give. Is it yours before you can give it? I'll give you the moon. The final key I want to give you as we go home, I just want to mention it so that when I come next week, I can start, is the key of Anakazo. Anakazo. In Luke 14, 23, the Bible talks about a man who had organized, was organizing something. It was not working. And he told the people, go and force the people to come. Go and force, which is the word Anakazo, which is force, the use of force. The use of, uh, there must be an aggression in what we are doing. An aggression in, if we are going, the church is going to grow, it needs a certain force, a certain aggression, a certain forcefulness before your basenta will grow. Oh, you will be, be there with one member, one member, one, it will never grow. But I invite them, they don't come. Some of the people, they need force. For them to respond. Some of them, they only understand one thing, force. I saw a psychologist, a shrink, interviewing a lady, I think, yesterday. And, you know, shrinks, they just talk to you to try to get to what their problem is. Then as they talk, they talk, they talk, the lady, I mean, say, the lady said, oh, uh, where do I start from? They said, oh, you can start, just start talking. So, maybe I should start from the middle. No, I should start from the beginning. Then the shrink said, oh, it will be a good place to start. Usually, that's where people start from. Then it's like, you know, then they say, oh, you need some rules. Then the lady just throws it, aha, rules. So it's like the lady, what she needs in life is rules. So as soon as the, the, the shrink mentioned rules, she just came alive. It's like everything started to come in order. Some people, they only respond to force. They only respond to force. And Pastor, but I'll be infringing on their right. Look, that's the only language they speak. It's like you have met somebody who speaks Zulu. Have you seen a taxi driver responding to persuasion before? So, oh, please, Mr. Taxi Driver. Please, Mr. No, no, no. Taxi drivers, they only know one language. Wozala. Yeah, one language. Force. No, no, no. no. Please, please for what? They only understand money. Have you seen a traffic cop responding to please before? They only respond to cold drinks. One day I was stopped by a taxi driver. I closed, uh, not a taxi driver, taxi driver's brother, what's it called? Traffic cop. 
when I stopped, he came, he was smiling, then he said to me, my friend, how are you? I said, I'm fine. Then he said, license. So, so I, as I was taking the line, I just looked at him and then I said, oh, I said, my friend. Then he said, oh, you are not my friend, my friend. He told me, you are not my friend. I said, ah, but you came, you, see, you said I'm your friend. Now, I told him, brother, make your mind. Am I your friend or I'm not your friend? Because you came, you said I'm your friend. Now, when I say, when I agree to the friend, you say, ah, I thought you are my forever year now. Now you say we are no longer. Look, some people will only, you see, not that force people to do what they, 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 they don't want to do. But they can see your seriousness from your aggression. But some of them think you are not really serious. I say, church, you are not really serious about this church thing you are talking about. You say, I should come with you. If you be serious first, then I will come. But when they see the aggression, the seriousness, and the drive, you see, how did they know that Peter and Cohen had, were with, with Jesus? When they saw their passion and everything, they said, ah, these people, they have been with Jesus. Being with Jesus has affected them. Some of us are so dull, so dull and so laid back that nothing will grow under you. Nothing will grow under you. Nothing will and can grow under you. You are just so dull. And sometimes we see dullness by, you are just okay with what is there. One of the causes of poverty is just being okay with what is there. You are just okay. Why is the church so quiet? Okay, we have closed. Stand to your feet. The way you are quiet, we have closed. We'll continue from, we'll continue from. <laughs> yeah, so down. So it's like you are just okay. You came. Seven members, you came, only two came. Okay. Oh, I don't know why they didn't come, but I'm sure next week, Friday, they will come. And then you are just okay. And you come again. You come again. It doesn't spark up even a certain anger in you. Oh. You start making excuses for them. I said, let's do it on Friday. And they will be writing, they will be tired, they will be this. So when any day you choose, there will be something. Any day you choose, there will be an obstacle. Any day you choose. And the people, these same people you say they are right, they'll be in school, they won't go for lectures. They can go and party in Riches Bay. Um, what, what is the name of the bay? There's some Riches something. Yeah, Riches Bay. From Thursday to Sunday. Let's take them for a camp from Thursday to Saturday. So, oh, they'll be tired, they'll be writing, they'll be sleeping, they'll be... They'll, Meanwhile, you, when you were being raised, that's how you were raised with aggression. That's somebody as stubborn as you are, if there was no aggression, do you think you would have responded? As stubborn as you are. As stubborn as you are. You have just met your type and all they need is exactly what was done to you. But when it's your turn, oh, they are sleeping. I see parents say, where's your child? Oh, he was sleeping. I say, ah, is he a prince? That they can't wake him. You can't wake him up. Oh, he was asleep. He didn't sleep early. I said, ah, 
why did you why didn't you tell him to go and sleep he was watching tv he had not finished i would turn off the tv and disconnect the tv you will go and sleep He looked so happy when he was sleeping, so I left. He's having a good dream. I didn't want to stop it. So I said, so if he was to go to school, would you say he's having a, a dream, so he's not going to school this week? Maybe he's even dreaming about school, so he has done his school for the week. <laughs> Last week, I was supposed to go swimming, so <laughs> my, 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 my swimming coordinator called me and said, will you swim today? I said, oh, I had a dream. In my dream, I was swimming. So I finished my swimming for today. <laughs> no, I've closed. When I went there, the swimming instructor asked me, why didn't you? I said, oh, I had a dream. I was swimming. So I'd finished. I knew I'd, sw- I'd swam for that day. So I wasn't coming. That's all. And when I don't come, they have to do another lesson for me. It's not like I've just missed. They have to reschedule a lesson for me. So it's a problem for them. So he was asking, I saw, I dreamt. I, so he told me, don't dream about swimming. <laughs> Look, let's rise up. Some of our members are even more aggressive than us. So sometimes you, you don't even know who's leading. You don't know who's leading. You don't, I met a group recently. When I listened to the members talking, I started to feel pity for the pastor. Yeah. I started to feel pity. The members are more aggressive, more serious than the pastor himself. The pastor was just sitting there. They are rather coming up with ideas. And the pastor is shocked. I started to feel pity for because if the the members have more, they they have the drive more than you, they will lead you. Yeah, they will lead you. So I started to, I, I I wanted to close the meeting because I didn't want them to commit more sins than their sins increase. Yeah, coming up with ideas. We can do this. We can. And I'm looking at the pastor. I'm like, so where are you when they are having all this? I, I was saying it in my head, at the back of my head, not the front. So it couldn't show on my face. At the back. So where were you when they were having all these ideas? Let's rise up. Let some energy bubble in you. So that you, you see, and one of the things God does, that God blesses you with people inside the group. You see, he has blessed you with a very enthusiastic, very zealous, one, two, three. They just need you to spark them. And then you go. So you bring this, your heavy, um, that red thing that we used to put off the fire. What is it called? A sting. Their fire is burning. Then you come with your red gun. And, Recently, I had a meeting at the, with young people, though. Young people. So, when we, we had been praying for a long time, as we were getting to the end, I told them we are going to dance. So, we started to dance. We were all dancing. And one of the things I don't know how to do, apart from singing, is dancing. So, I, but I was dancing, doing my best. Then I saw, I saw the other pastors, they are going to sit down in a corner. I said, look at, look at something. The people you are pastoring, they are young, they are full of life. Even if you don't know how to dance, do white people's dancing. Just be jumping. Just be jumping. Just. You meet a white person in a nightclub, that's all they do. They'll just be jumping. They'll just be jumping. They'll just be jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all they do. You can't jump. 
You can't jump and let your heart beat for blood to pump to every part of your body so you can sweat a bit. I just was, I said, look, so if I, I said, myself, if I was not here, this meeting would have ended, the people would have left just tired and bored. Because I told them, look, Deban is very far. We have to drive one hour. Apart from dropping off, people have to drive one hour after 2 a.m. to come home. We don't want to, anybody to be sleeping on their way. So let's dance and jump and everybody wake, wake up. Let your liver wake up. Let your kidney wake up. Let your small intestines wake up. Let your big intestines, let everything of you wake up. So that when we are going, at least it will take you 45 minutes to start dozing. By that time, we'll almost be at PNB. Come and see the pastors. Now they are, I don't know whether they were discussing church growth strategies. <laughs> Folks, if you leave me, I'll preach till tomorrow. Stand to your feet. Let's bring that service to a close. So next week, God willing, with these characteristics in, in us, and this preparedness, we dive into the principles of church growth. Yeah, this is the attitude I want us to have. This is the posture I want us to have as we dive into this thing. Without this, to just be, oh, Bishop, you preach a very nice message and that will be the end. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself. Pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. Pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. Tell the Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to develop devotion. Help me to develop commitment. Help me to develop an aggression. An aggression, a zeal for your work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us. Let our hearts burn for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Rampayo <laughs> Mamma, <laughs> 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 
Somebody pray where you are. Let Thank you, Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Lift your hands everywhere, Father. Thank you for every lifted hand. Thank you, Jesus. We pray. Let our hearts burn with fire yes, for you. Devotion towards you and towards your work. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Commitment to what you have committed to us, Lord. And an aggression and a zeal. Let them say like Jesus, the zeal of the house of the Lord has consumed us. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, put your hands together for the Lord. Now pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I surrender myself to you. I surrender myself to you. Please forgive me. Please forgive of me. All my sins. Of all my sins. I believe you died for me. I believe you died for me. And you rose again. And you rose again. I confess, I confess that you are the Lord of my life. That you are the Lord From of my today, life. From today. I am born again. I am born again. I will love you. I will love you. I will serve you. I will serve you. For the rest of my for life. For the rest of my Satan, Satan, I reject your power. I reject your power. You no longer have control over you me. No longer have control I belong over to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 83 773 1605. God richly bless you.